Solskjaer has won it. And you've heard that somewhere before. What a night for Manchester United. Okay, welcome to episode four, the MUFC pubcast, still going strong. Phil Jones number, episode four. Now, I didn't think last week, I don't think we'd get more negative than last week, but City have won the league. Liverpool and Tottenham are both in a Champions League final. Arsenal and Chelsea in a Europa League final. And we've just lost 2-0 at home to relegated Cardiff. So I would ask again how your week is, but not too crash hot. It's getting, it's getting difficult to really keep talking about United at the moment, isn't it? It just seems that every time you think you've hit rock bottom, there seems to be another layer of, another layer of dirt to kick down. So, look, I'm saying the end of the season's come very timely, Tom. Well, there was, um, as I was watching the United match, I was getting chest pains, and that wasn't just from Brighton taking the lead. When Brighton went 1-0 up, I hit the panic button and I said a few things I shouldn't have said but the United performance didn't help I don't think it was the worst performance of the season but in terms of a result it could have been potentially the worst result of the season oh mate it was very concerning and I think it's clear and we've said it you know it's very clear that some players that their careers at United are over and have to end I hope that the that this game is a wake-up call not just to Solskjaer but also to the board to realise that there are really we need to have a really good summer because it's not just a matter of competing for top four it's a matter of Wolves have had a pretty productive season Watford have had a good season they're in the FA Cup final Leicester are going to improve so we can't just be looking ahead we also have to look behind us if we're not productive this summer if we don't have a strong transfer window, if we don't bring in the players we need as well as get the players out that need to leave, then we could be in real trouble. We, truthfully, this isn't exaggerating. We could finish as low as 10th, 11th next season. It's possible. All right, speaking of finishing in 10th or 11th, the kickoff question this week, one of the star men from Cardiff, um, oh. Ashley Young. Jesus. Okay. If Ashley Young was a TV character... Who would he be? This might be a little bit insulting. I'm going to say Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean's a little bit goofy. But you know what? Mr. Bean, Mr. Bean shows moments of intelligence. I don't see any signs of intelligence Don't you think Ashley Mr. Bean falls more towards Phil Jones? Yeah, it's, it's probably fair. You know what? I'd say Homer Simpson, but Homer Simpson's one of my favourite TV characters of all time. So I'm not going to degrade the great man like that. See, for me, I'm not sure how many people have actually seen the movie. It's a little bit older, but the movie Money Pit with Tom Hanks in it, he is putting together, he's renovating his new house with his missus, and everything he touches just turns to an absolute disaster. He, he pours water in the bath, the bath falls. I figured it out. Ashley Young is Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> he's, he's the one that you feel sorry for. Seems like a really sweet guy, but just isn't all there. I think, I think it has got to the stage where I felt sorry for him. There was a photo of him after the game against Cardiff. He was standing just on the embankment near the um, crowd, signing autographs for fans. So you can't fault him for that. But he's there taking time out of the, after the game to go and sign autographs, and yet he's still copping pelters from, not the people yeah. in the ground, but online and saying, well, what, what's he doing that for? No one should want his autograph. We so did... you, you do feel a bit sorry for him. I do feel sorry for him. It... 
You know what? In our first episode, we did a ins and outs. Who should stay, who should go. And we both agreed that, realistically, if we could get rid of Ashley Young, we would. But I think it's truthfully come to a moment where I th- he should go because he's... He's, to be honest, he's embarrassing himself. It, it's gotten to a point where he can't even... I can't even... I don't know his name. The right back of Cardiff turned him inside out in the first half. And it's like, mate, you're getting turned inside out by a fullback for a team that's being relegated. Like, you're finished. He can't cross. Tom, here's a stat for you. Ashley Young has attempted 95 crosses this season. He has found his teammate only 14.7% of the time. You know who's got... The only person who's got a worse crossing percentage than him in the Premier League is Marcus Alonso. And Chelsea fans hate Marcus Alonso. They, they hate him. <laughs> He's not a fan favourite so at all. So that tells you he doesn't offer anything anymore. He's a failed winger who became a fullback, who then somehow got given the captaincy... And to be honest, he's disgracing himself every time he's on the field. If you want him as part of the squad because he brings quote-unquote experience, which, again, I disagree with because experience is about making the right decisions that a young kid wouldn't make, then... Oh. Well, we've got, a, we've got a bloody summer or winter for us in Australia to talk about Ashley Young. Yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere, so we've got plenty of time to discuss Let's move him. On. Let's move on to another incident involved in a player on the sidelines in close proximity to the crowd and the video that went viral of Paul Pogba he had just given his shirt to um, a kid in the crowd he's standing there in front of the Stratford end and some old guy not old guy, some grown man has t- taken upon himself to start hurling abuse at him there was nothing over the top with the abuse, there was nothing there was no lines crossed or anything I've been called shit a couple times in my life however he was there abusing one of our players and it has split opinion some say Paul Pogba deserve it some say others um, some say other things but I found it just embarrassing on behalf of the, the fan so what were your thoughts Paul Pogba hasn't covered himself in glory let's let's start there okay he he first he flirted with Barcelona after falling out with Jose that was clear and then Solskjaer's come in and he had a big purple patch and he was brilliant. And then again, we start hearing the rumblings about Real Madrid the second Zidane got assigned, assigned there. And when you keep flirting with other clubs, the thing is fans love their club. Fans are the most loyal you'll find when it comes to sport, in any sport. So when you keep flirting with other teams, when it, when it was... When it was with Jose, you sort of understood because you're like, why is the manager singling him out? But then to keep flirting with Madrid after I don't, I've never seen a manager or a club endear themselves to a player the way United have to Pogba. You know, he's he gave him the captaincy armband again, said he's he'd consider him as a captain for next season. It's embarrassing to abuse Paul any player in my opinion like that but especially Paul Pogba here are some stats Tom Paul Pogba has scored 13 goals in the Premier League 16 overall this season he's our leading goal scorer the next best being Romelu Lukaku on 12 he has 9 assists 10 overall again being the leading assist in our team Rashford and Lingard together (laughs) have less assists than Paul Pogba 
What does that tell you if our best player by a country mile, outfield player, I should say, is, is, is quote-unquote shite? If Paul Pogba's shite, then tell me what's the rest of the team? It's hard because in regards to the abuse, we can sit here and say all fans are entitled to their opinions, and of course that's true. But I think a lot of people forget, go back 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, wherever you want to go, Supporting a football team was the 90 minutes inside the ground. That's when a fan showed their support for their team. Now, you support your club 24-7 because a player has a phone with social media. Yeah. If you're tagging someone online and abusing them, it is the same as that guy in a Stratford end shouting abuse. It's the same thing. It is. Okay. So I think fans need to understand you can have an opinion, even share your opinion with that player. But your job, not, not job as a supporter, your role as a supporter... If you're abusing the player, as a supporter, how is that supporting slash helping the player perform better? It's not. And if I was Pogba, and you're, you're looking at what's around you, you're, you're a world-class player. Granted, he's inconsistent. I, I don't hide away from that fact. But you're a world-class player. You Potentially, you've got your best football ahead of you. You're approaching your peak years. You look around you. You see Ashley Young's behind you. You've got, you got Phil Jones and Chris Smalling behind you. You're in the Europa League. And then on top of all that, your own fans are abusing you. Why would you stay? I'll be very surprised if he's here when the when the new season starts. Well, at the time of recording this, Patrice Evra has just done his interview with Gary Neville on Sky Sports. And I haven't listened to the whole thing. But the main headline to come out of it was Evra believes that he probably will leave. And he's quite good friends with Evra. You see him on Instagram every two days with a photo of each other. Um... I think the club would probably have a dollar amount they want to get back on him, and I would say yeah. it would be close to 120, 130 million minimum. Could you see a PSG or Barcelona? Not maybe not Barcelona, but Real Madrid or PSG spending that money? I could, and the thing is, Woodward. But do you think Real Madrid? There's strong reports they're going to sign Hazard. I think th- if Pogba goes, he goes to Madrid. I can't see a, I can't see a case where he goes to PSG. He seems like the sort of player who does want to be tested and I, I don't think he gets that test at PSG um, and, and the thing is the way that the, the way that we're going Tom uh, look for me the, the club will definitely want to keep him Woodward will want to keep him but if he doesn't want to be there the thing is now that we're in a rebuilding phase you need players who are 100% committed to the cause if Pogba does not want to be committed to the cause and if for by some by some miracle we can sort out our transfers we've sorted out two targets who potentially make the team better overall then I, I say cut your losses but again it comes down to if you're going to let him go the club need to give that money back to Solskjaer, put that money back in the team. If you're going to sell him for 120 but not give Solskjaer those extra funds to, to strengthen the squad, you're better off keeping him. But do you think we, we all sit here and say, if Pogba wants to leave, let him go. If he's not 100% committed, and that's always an accusation labelled at him, that he isn't committed, like he doesn't play for the badge. Besides Herrera, maybe one or two others, are there really that many players who do play for the badge? Because like, I, I was thinking... Someone who got credit the other week was Matteo Damian when he came in. And the accusation level at Pogba is he only, he's only here for the money. Damian, for the last two years, has been shopping around Italy trying to get a 
deal somewhere. The United want to sell him. They've accepted bids, but he can't sort out a contract in Italy. They're not going to pay him what United are paying him. So he said, no, I'm not going to go and play in Italy for less money. I'm going to go sit on my wage at United and not play and collect my wage. He's here literally for the money. Fair play, I'll do the same thing. Yeah. Yet he is praised for it. Where Pogba is on the pitch playing, being our top scorer, and he's criticised for being here for the money. You're punished when you open your mouth. The thing is, Damien's kept quiet. He never came out and said, I want to leave. You never hear rumblings of him yeah. wanting to go to another club. And Pogba... You know, that's the thing with social media. It's a, it's, you use it to promote yourself and credit to him for doing that. But if you want to promote yourself dancing and being a, being a happy chap, then the double-edged sword of that is people are going to abuse you. You came in as the record transfer signing of this club. And at the time, broke the record transfers, record for transfers. So, Okay, on then Pogba and Darwin, who are both slash 50-50 to be here next year someone who we think should be here next year you never know Ole Gunnar Solskjaer his job's in jeopardy oh. 12 win- no, sorry 2 wins in these last 12 you know what I would not be surprised if the board are having second thoughts but I can't see I can't see a scenario where they release him now because they they would be they'd have eggs all over their face. It would absolutely be it would be a huge embarrassment to the club. Now, two wins in twelve games is pretty damning. If you look at our form over the last five games, Tom, we're seventeenth on the table, just above relegation. It's survival. It's we're survival surviving. Form. We're surviving, but it's not accept- it's not acceptable. And I don't put all the blame at. At Oli, it's definitely not all his fault, but we're seeing, and Mourinho was right to leave, but now we're seeing that there was fruits to what Mourinho was saying about this squad. Don't get me wrong, he, he beat the shit out of the fact of, oh, this is my greatest achievement, finishing second. But now that we're seeing the squad for what it is, it was an achievement. Yeah. Th- this, this squad can't compete for the title, they're struggling to make top four. I think we need to put things in perspective. You know, at the end of the day, he came in, and I don't believe that a manager comes in and your form changes. At the end of the day, it comes down to tactics. Maybe he he made some players feel a little bit better about the about the place, or players who fell out with Mourinho in Pogba's case. But regardless, you need to give him a full off season. He has a style of football that he wants to play. I think when he first came in, I don't know if you've noticed this. When he first came in, we played a high press. We played a four three three. And focused on maintaining possession. And then we got to a point where, whether it was a fitness issue, which is what I think yeah, it is. They tired. Yeah. And then we started transitioning to a counter-attacking style where we played with the, the diamond and the two up front. I think Solskjaer's preferred system is to play a high press, keep possession. But he feels like he needs the fitness levels to improve and he needs the personnel to play that system. So until we... Let's get to Christmas, I think, at, at the very least. Get, get to Christmas and see where we're sitting. If we're, if we're languishing well below fourth, then the club might have a decision to make. But if you can see that there's at least improvement in the, in the team, then I, I say keep him on. And I think he is the right man do, for the job. Do you think besides what the board might... the perception they might have if they were to make a decision um, about his future... Regardless of all that, regardless of a good business decision or a bad decision, if you, it was just a football point of view, would you suck him now? Do you think they've made the wrong choice? No, 
No, I wouldn't sack him now. How quick football can change, you know? We were celebrating like we won the Champions League when we knocked out PSG. We rode our luck in that game, don't get me wrong, but would that result have happened under Mourinho? It wouldn't have happened. So people need to put things in perspective. At the end of the day, this squad has not changed, and we can all agree that the squad's not good enough. Let him make some signings. Let him infiltrate his system, improve the fitness of the squad to suit the playing style he wants, and then we can make a judgment call. Do you think he, um, over this last period, obviously he did have the good period, but now this period which has sort of overshadowed that, do you think, obviously Man United will always be a big attraction for players, but now we're in the Europa League and more people are getting a, maybe a different perception of Solskjaer now as a manager, do you think he'll get the players that he wants? Or is United really falling, starting to fall behind in terms of an attractive option for players? An organised club should always have... You should always have your one, two, three of in the, in the positions that you need to... I'm sure, I'm sure our one, you know? two, three... A one, two, threes at Chelsea, City, Arsenal, Tottenham, Real Madrid, yeah, Barcelona. No doubt. But that's football. And that's the thing. If... I don't think if you're a player who wants to come to a club, you know, you have to sell your plan at the end of the day. But United will always pay ridiculous wages and that will always attract players, rightfully or wrongfully, but that's just the way football goes. Also, if a player truthfully believes in his plan, which at the end of the day you need at the what was Manchester City before before the Sheik bought them, right? It's 10 years now since... uh... That's right. But at the end of the day, if players can see that there's a plan and they can buy into that plan, you can attract those footballers. And at the end of the day, this is a big club. What do you think, tactically, a lot of people say, and I think it's a bit of a lazy argument, but when United lose, the finger pointed at Solskjaer is, oh, he he was out-tactic by the opposition manager. He doesn't have the tactics for this level. It's a load of nonsense. I, I look back at the Cardiff game. You, obviously, no one is criticising um, Greenwood for these these um, missed shots. But on another day, he scores six, five or six goals, and we win six nil or six two without defending. And not one mention of Solskjaer's tactics if we score six goals. And that is simply down to skill execution of the player. Nothing to do with the manager. That's right. The Cardiff loss had nothing to do with tactics. That game wasn't oh Solskjaer got out, got out done tactically. No. All it was is Pogba lost his man for the second goal and Chris Smalling. Yeah, I know. Pogba deserves all the criticism world for his performance against Cardiff. But I'm telling you, I coach girls uh, school sport from kindergarten to year 12. I would say if a year three or year four, if one of my defenders was defending where Chris Smalling was, I might take her off the field. He was on, it was a throw-in and he was on the sideline. He was defending the throne in his final third, and our centre-half was defending on the sideline. I think he was interested in eating some of the grass, Tom. No, I, look, Pogba let his man go, and 100% deserves credit. should attract his runner. Yeah. But you don't track a runner when your centre-back is there. You get your centre-back to cover, because he's running into that channel, That's but right. there's no centre-back there. But no tactics in the world yeah. will tell your midfielder, mate, track your man, follow him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, And that, that's part of it. Again, the biggest problem in this team is personnel. Yes, Solskjaer is a young manager. And yes, he's going to make tactical errors. But that's what Mike Phelan is there for. That's what he has a coaching team for. He's got, um, as I said, a lot of these things he can work on. And he's shown maybe naivety in a certain area. But trying to put a positive spin on it. What do you think his main strength as a manager is that you've seen so far? I think his man management, definitely. 
because he came in and a lot of the players improved. You saw Rashford go through a purple patch. Um, he's had his best goal, goal tally in his career, in his young career. Um, you've seen Pogba improve. Um, you've seen Mason Greenwood have his start. He wouldn't have had a start if Mourinho was still here. Gomez showed what he could do in, in, in a small amount of time. The positives are, he's a United fan like all of us. He wants us to be successful. And I think he truly understands the ethos of the club. And he, he will give it his all, by all means. So if, if you've got that man management, you're hopeful that players like Tony Martial will improve, hopefully have a good season. And he will promote young players. And I think that that's really important. Because he's got the patience to, to give young players that opportunity, it means we'll recruit younger players, which means the United fan base is going to require patience as well. Do you, we- think, do you, do you think we'll have patience? I don't think so. No, they're, they're obviously we should, but history shows. It's 2019 now. We've mentioned it a lot of times in regards to social media. The patience just isn't, isn't there. Look, your question, back to your original question, you said, what's the positive about, it's about Solskjaer? He'll have patience to give these kids the opportunity, a, a platform to improve and a platform to have successful careers at United. But that goes, to, that goes, that makes the board have to back him now. We've seen that short-term planning hasn't brought us success. We saw it with Louis, we saw it with Mourinho. So you have to give him the time now, as long as I said, as long as you can see that there is an improvement in, in Klopp's first season. I'm certain he didn't finish in the top four. No. He didn't finish in the top four, but they stuck with him because they saw it. There's a, there's a playing style he's, he's, he's introducing into the team and play. They, they were starting to get the players they wanted, they had a plan. If there's, a, if there's a constructive plan, and we'll see it, if the football's improving and you're seeing that he's, that, that plan is starting to bear its fruits, then look, I'll, I'll cop finishing fifth. I'll, you have to cop it, as long as we can see that there's an improvement. All right, just my last point just on there, just in regards to fans' patience and their reactions to certain things. I think a prime example of my concern is the signing when we'll get into a whole heap of podcasts in regards to transfers and transfer news as the weeks go on but the one that looks like it that is done is Daniel James from Swansea none of us knew who he was this time last week but we're all experts on YouTube now (laughs) Um, it's one of those signings where a week ago every single fan was saying I'm sick of these shirt sellers these big money signings we need to look elsewhere we need to look at young players who want to play for the badge here we are on the verge of signing a young uh, a young winger for a little bit amount of money which all the fans were calling for a week ago as soon as they hear the name they think who the hell is this guy no, he's not good enough we need proven quality so it's, it's a lose-lose situation in who we sign I hate social media Tom well we'll get, we'll get in there'll be plenty of um, transfer podcasts as we go can I ask you a question quick one did you know who Chicharito was before we signed him I think he started in that goal movie is that the guy <laughs> Case closed. Mexican, was it? Case closed. Um, okay, so we will finish now just a little bit. Not a season review, but I think just go over one or two highs and lows of the season. I'll start maybe... The season did seem doomed in pre-season in America. Mourinho just had it out. He was not happy with anything. He, he called was, the kids shit, man. He's, <laughs> he was telling people... And it, it wasn't so much that it was... Ferguson, in, I think it was in 2003 or 2004, one of the American first American tours under Ferguson said exactly the same thing he came out and said I feel sorry for the fans out here they're paying for the product but I can't play all my best players they're at the World Cup etc they shouldn't have to pay top dollar for 
what we see in England because that, that's not what they're seeing here. They're seeing a reserve team. Exactly the same thing as Mourinho said, but the way Mourinho came across and saying it in terms of not abusing the players, but pretty much abusing some of the young players, saying you were no good, Sanchez doesn't deserve to be on the same pitch as you. Yeah. So um, I thought it was doomed from the start, and then there was that thing with Martial who... Look, the technicality looked like he was fined for not showing up to tra- or just a protocol issue of not turning up to training or not giving notice that he wouldn't have been at training. However, when you look at it, he was pretty much fined for his partner having a baby. And you look at the previous season, Pep Guardiola had David Silva, who had a sick child. His baby was sick. He gave him months off the season. And that was all, and rightly so. But Anthony Martial missed a training session and he got the, one of the biggest fines in United's history. Yeah, oh, it's it's just been one of those. And you're right. You know, we unfortunately we were doomed. You know what? I think the beginning of the end for Mourinho started at Sevilla last season. Yeah. But anyway, we could do a whole podcast on Mourinho. Um, yeah, it was definitely. Where do you start with a low light for the season? Well, it have to for me. It have to be. It have to be the three one to Liverpool. To be honest, um, I remember. I remember that game. You just you felt like Mourinho was a dead man walking at that at that stage. It did feel like that, but that was the feeling it had. But I never thought they would sack him. It, he was he was the dead man walking, but I didn't think they'd sack him. When that news came through the next day that they'd sacked him, the shock it was unbelievable. Yeah, the three one to Liverpool was pretty bad. Uh, the three one to Manchester City, I just remember them playing us all over the park. They played and us over the park Sterling, for a few Sterling years. was doing. Yeah, we had Sterling doing tricks, and I remember Mata was furious. Yeah, um, in the corner at the end of the game. Yeah, I'd say 3-1 to, to Liverpool. I know we got pumped by 4-0 by Everton, but... Yeah, because if you just remember the, the build-up the build up to that game, and then we lost in the Champions League during the week to yeah. Valencia, I believe. Yeah, I think we could have gone top yeah. in the Champions League group if yeah. we won that game. That'd have to be the low light for me. Highlight would have to be Paris. The highlight, definitely Paris. They obviously can't take anything away from that, but I think something that was overshadowed maybe because it was under Mourinho and the fact that we obviously didn't go on to win the tournament but the to win away at Juventus oh, and really? it, it wasn't a vintage performance by any means but to go away to Juventus Fellaini and Fergie wins. time where's Fellaini now? Well, no, kicking balls in China <laughs> actually I don't know how he's doing in China he's doing alright he scored a goal he scored a goal the other day but I thought obviously from a personal bias point of view the matter free kick away, away in Juventus oh brilliant Good. wonderful footballer hope he stays yeah well, he potentially played his last game now, hasn't he? He's out. Well, yeah. He's no, no more games remaining on his contract. I think there's a few Spaniards out the door, Tom. It's very well, sad. Well, they haven't said anything. They, they, you obviously saw definite goodbyes for Herrera and Valencia. There was no. Hasn't been a definite. I, I went through his um, Monday blog with a fine tooth comb to look for any hints. There was nothing that suggested that he was off, but there was nothing suggesting that he's looking forward to next season. Yeah, well, so. we'll see. He'll either be looking forward to Europa League or he'll be looking forward to good times in Barcelona. What about a... God, it's not a bad move going to Barcelona. If United in six going to the champions of Spain. It's better weather, that's for sure. Um, this one divides opinion. I think I don't, you can't find two people who agree on it. But player of the year. Ooh. For me, it'd be Lindelof. I was a bit surprised Shaw got it, to be honest. Lindelof actually started the season quite poor, uh, but as we as uh, you know, his breakout game was against Juventus away. Juventus. I think. I think it was Juventus at home. I think. You even, could be right. Even though you we could lost, be right. he did really well on Ronaldo. Nonetheless, um, yeah, 
against Juventus, that's where we started, okay, we might have a player here. And I think over the course of the season, he's been the most consistent. But if I'm being truthfully honest, I, I don't think anyone deserves player of the year. I think it is a toss-up between Luke Shaw. And look, at the end of the day, Luke Shaw was voted by his players as player of the year. And I think that is an opinion you have to you have to take seriously because fans obviously influenced by many, many different factors. And I will get pelters for this, I understand, but I'm just looking at facts. He has been bad, at, he's been woeful at times, I agree. But if you weigh everything up, I think Paul Pogba's got a strong case for being player of the year. Oh. He, 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 got in the, he got in Premier League Team of the Year. Did yeah. any, any other United players get in that team? No, they didn't. But look, at the end of the day, and just like the PFA Team of the Year, it's all subjective. At the end of the day, it's people's opinions. And look, while I think he's our best outfield player, I couldn't, I couldn't give him player of the year. It's he's like, just been way too inconsistent. It's like that argument, okay, he's only done three months, but what a three months it was. Brilliant. In that moment, in that, for that three months, there was not a better player in the world. There was not. Um, here's a question, Tom. Obviously, we don't know who's coming in. But let's 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 finish on a positive note. How about the young kids? Who's your breakout star for next season? That's tough. The obvious answer would be Greenwood. However, I might go a little bit outside the box, and just given our current situation, money would probably be on Tuan Zabi if he can get a run. Um, yeah. I, I just think, in terms of competition, he's ahead of the competition in that position. Where Greenwood, you think if we're to improve the squad in the transfer market, Greenwood could potentially have him to overtake a 60 or 70 million pound player. Where I can't see us addressing that issue at centre half. We've got Chris Small and Phil Jones. Wonderful players. So um, <laughs> I think well two, I think there's a pathway for Tuan Zabe to play. Yeah. Um, That's a great shout. So for me, I think he is the one. He's a wonderful player. If you've seen him on the ball as well, the way the way Southgate wants to play, I think he'd really complement that system well. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Greenwood. I think from what you saw, just in the in the small glimpses and a small positive you can take from the Cardiff game, and you can see it compared to Rashford. You know, we've spoken about this. Rashford is it doesn't come as natural to him to put himself in those goal scoring positions whereas with Greenwood as you said he could have easily had five goals he was brilliant I I thought he was the best player on the pitch and again just based on what you've seen from United fans there were players saying oh it wasn't good enough outrageous oh no he actually got a bit of stick outrageous yeah I I think I think he'll have a good season I, I think just bring him in and out of the team you know much like Ronaldo when he first came to the club but I think we've got a very promising player in our hands. Okay, I think that just about wraps it up for this week. Again, thank you for all the patience with us uploading everything onto SoundCloud and iTunes. iTunes seems to upload maybe six or seven hours after it goes live on SoundCloud, but we're still working on that. Other than that, keep following us. Just search Google search MUFC Pubcast, and that'll come up all on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now, in the coming weeks, we're going to knock out as many podcasts as we can in regards to transfer news, because transfer news changes every couple of days. So once we put something out, it could be old old news within a day or two. So if anyone does want to get involved and come on and debate me about Paul Pogba, um, because me and Larry seem to agree on a lot of things, so it would be good to get a different opinion on from time to time. So just before we leave, Larry, just one player. We're going to get into plenty of transfer talk over the coming weeks, but who's one player you want to see come in? 
and don't make it be my player because then I won't have an answer. <laughs> I'd love to sign Ruben Neves from Wolves. Ruben Neves? Yeah. I think he does look like someone who's going to go. And for me, someone feel free to come on and debate me, but the main man for me this year is Pablo Dabala. All right, so stew on that for a little bit, and thanks for listening. See Cheers. You.